0: This is Coffee with Timmy. Hello everyone, welcome back to Coffee with Timmy. Today is such a special day. First, let me say happy Father's Day to everyone, every dad out there, every uncle, everyone who is like a dad to someone, who has been a dad to someone. Happy Father's Day, we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for the men that have stood up to be men. So today I've got with me my very own pastor. Ooh, you have no idea how special this day is for me. So I'm going to do drum rolls. Pastor Tim, today I'm talking to Pastor Tim Great about bringing up children in 2022. Sometimes I actually confuse what century we're in. So I'm not going to say anything about that. So I'm just going to say, um, I want to know what it is like Pastor Tim. Sorry, let me say hello to my...
1: Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. My name is Tim Grage. It is great to be here on Coffee with Taini. Yo!
0: Okay, you have no idea about my excitement on this. It took a while to track to hold him down. Huh?
1: No offense intended. It was just in a busy season.
0: <laughs> okay, we accept your apology. You're here now. Okay, so um, something came to me while I was thinking about this. And yeah, as usual, it's unscripted, so he, don't, he didn't have any questions ready to to read out know, which he doesn't like
1: <laughs> but um, let's see how this goes.
0: yes so i remember talking to you once um when my child was still young and you said something about having um like 12 years experience um parenting and i thought um oh so he's got two kids and i thought well, what does mean 12 years these kids are not 12 yet but now having been at this parenting thing for a while I realized that because you have two children, we're totally different from each other. Yes, it is you add the years together (laughs) and not say, oh, this was that. So what is it like? I want you to look at how you grew up, how you were how you were parented. Can I say that? Okay. And how different, because it is different, it is to parent children these days.
1: Well, my kids are, like you just mentioned, are different in personality. Mm. My oldest son, who is now at varsity, Mm -hmm. um, when he was much younger, it's quite interesting. When he was much younger, he was quite, was quite a handful. Um, Very strong-willed, opinionated. I mean, in the complex we're living at, people even wrote us letters because early hours of the morning, my son will decide he wasn't ready to sleep and he wasn't ready to cry.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, yeah, so it, it did create at some point um kemi and i felt that's my wife she felt both of us felt we were unqualified to raise him because nothing we did seemed to be working so we decided that somebody must have been through this before somebody must have experienced what we're experiencing before could we find them and one of the easiest places to find them were books in reading some of the books that we eventually got I realized that what was being put on the table was quite different from the way I was raised. You see, the way we were raised—typical African home—your mm-hmm. uh, parents said you should do something, and you did it because they said so. Mm-hmm. They owed you no explanation, and they volunteered none.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we know and, about that. And, and you did it. And mm-hmm. look, I dare say, maybe because of the the way the world was when we were growing up, that system worked. Um because I think we turned out okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe psychologists might be differently, but mm-hmm. um turned out okay. But our children are growing up in a very different environment. The environment they're growing up now, there's a lot more technology. So there's a lot more information, there's a lot more talk about freedom, personal freedom, personal expression, mm-hmm. and the like. Our kids now in a position where we are willing to accommodate a lot more questions from them. My parents, they didn't accommodate questions. Um, questions were treated as a challenge. Um, I asked you to do something and you are questioning me. Challenge to the else. authority. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that challenge was met with uh, with a firm hand. <coughs> but, <laughs> yeah, some firm than others. Emphasis on the firm. But, but we on the other hand, look, the truth is we could have raised our children the same way. But i concluded that there must be a different way and and some of the materials for the first time that i was being exposed to showed me that there were other ways besides beating and threatening your child to get things done i never knew there were other ways so when my son will have a tantrum when i'm talking about tantrums he was two three years old he would have a tantrum where he would throw himself on the ground in a mall and say he's not going anywhere because we did not buy him this did not buy him that i know how parents can be other adults and parents walk past you and they'll look at you like, what kind of terrible parent <laughs> is this? And you yourself feel so embarrassed. Yeah. And at that point in time, you want to give him the spanking of his life. But we live in a country where we would have been arrested. Thank God for that. Because we have yeah, to Yeah, he explore. thanks God for that.
0: <laughs> we have to
1: explore alternative measures. And again, I go back to the materials that we then got ourselves exposed to. In reading those materials, we realized that There were other strategies to implement. We saw that because they were children, it was a test of will. And you needed to show them that your will was stronger. And you did not even need to raise your voice. You did not need to get physically violent for them to do that. Using my son, for example. The idea, one of the things I learned from, from one of the many books was the fact that if we're in the mall and he threw his tantrum like he would do, buy me this no i'm not leaving here start screaming throw himself on the ground the one of the remedies they volunteered was you let him cry it out telling him that once he's done uh, let me put it in context so i'll take my son once he starts the tantrum i'll take my son out of the mall, and he will i'm talking about screaming kicking and screaming (laughs) not not just you know a loud voice kicking and screaming and i'll grab him and i'll take him out And we'll sit in the car and he's screaming and he's saying, I want to go back in. And with a very measured tone, I will say to him, we will go back in if you will stop crying and you will listen to me. No, no, no. And he raises his voice more and you must be willing not to give in. It was difficult at first. It didn't help that people walk past the car and they'll see a a kid talking at your shirt. Maybe you're kidnapping it's right, me. yes, you know. And some people will really stay and linger to really look mm-hmm. at what's going, like you said, maybe you're kidnapping yeah. this child, you know. But we noticed that, and it didn't even take that long, in less than a month, of being consistent. And there, that was the key, consistent. being consistent. Every time we throw the tantrum, I did not miss a beat. I will respond the same way. And so he immediately connected the tantrum to being taken out of an environment You wanted to be in And the tantrums reduced Eventually the tantrums stopped You know, and, and, and that was Such a blessing We uh, later realized that If we will learn how others Have done it, you'll be shocked That you, as as unique As you think your situation is mm. Somebody's been there longer, Got a t-shirt, <laughs> wrote a book <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay <laughs> you, you know?
1: About mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. now, my daughter was different. My daughter, on which is strange because my son started out being very loud, very opinionated, and very now he is a six foot three, almost six foot is a gentle giant. giant. He's a, a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, comes out and unlike, unlike her brother, she was not as loud, she was not, it was easier to manage her maybe one in hindsight maybe because we had a lot more experience so okay. we weren't falling for a lot of the things that we mm-hmm. fell for with, first with my son mm-hmm. but we later discovered that as she grew older unlike my son mm-hmm. her being opinionated came later came later <laughs> and now that we'll say my son is a gentle giant my daughter on the other hand is formidable my daughter is ready To confront anyone, if she believes that this is how it should be done, she has a better idea. She is, she is, she will not hold back to put it on the table. Now, again, my immediate response, because this was totally different for us, my immediate response was to default to the way I was raised and make statements like, because I said so, Mm. I will spank you. Mm. Go to your room and just render consequences for every infraction i thought she had committed um and then i became concerned because if there's anything i've learned i think people are giving their their personalities to prepare them for the life that they're going to experience i think if you see somebody that is strong-willed they probably will face something in life that's unless the strong will is as a result of trauma but something mm-hmm who it just seems to be their natural disposition, I feel that they have that disposition because it is to prepare them for what they will have to face, the kind of people, the kind of things they will have to face in life going forward. And so I have to be careful, I think all parents have to be careful not to change your child's personality because it is conflicting with the familiar.
0: You mean to be careful, not to kill the spirit? Yes, say.
1: don't okay. kill that spirit. But instead, find ways to channel it. Because my daughter can remain, and this was what we had to learn to do. Could we teach her to not be rude, to not be aggressive, even though she should put her voice on the table? Because being a female, I had to accept that we live, we still live in a very patriarchal world. Okay. A world that tends to silence the voice of the female and i felt a very strong need not to be part of the voice that will silence her a very strong need not to join the fo- because this was serious teachers in from as early as grade one <laughs> were saying to us uh, your daughter back chats."
0: <laughs> you say, do
1: this your daughter says why your daughter says and i was willing to go say to them was she rude and when they say she was rude i sit my daughter down and i engage you do not do this you can't use these words. But at the same time, I needed my daughter to still be able to say, this is not fair. Why is this being done? This but your children
0: fair. are so into fairness, Pastor Tim.
1: Yes, uh, maybe they got <laughs> that from me. And they, yes, my kids can be very... They can really negotiate if they feel that somebody is being taken advantage of. The odds are not balanced. Um, they are quite particular that life and everyone should be fair. Should be fair. So we it's been a learning curve for us. Um, we're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's one thing my daughter in particular has taught me, is how not to be angry. Which is interesting mm-hmm. because she can push your button. You know, and I've had to say to myself, yes she is pushing the button but only because I have a button to be pushed if the button was not there then there is nothing for her to push and so instead of allowing her provoke me because it's so easy to say she provoked me no you allowed yourself to be provoked accept responsibility also for you're gonna your have to response. explain
0: that because I'm yes. one of
1: those people you know me let's put it this yes. way let's put it this way A person has a right to say what they want to say. I'm not now referring to a child. I'm saying in general. Now, what they say can offend you. And it's okay to be offended if what was said was offensive. How you respond to the offense, though, is still in your your purview. You are still responsible for your reaction. So, this is why... If a person provokes you and you get violent with them and you are able to prove that you are provoked, you are still arrested and charged for your act of violence. No court of law will say, yeah, but you were provoked. They will still say that you are responsible for how you reacted.
0: Yeah, but you know when you're talking to children and I, I'm, I, I'm very old school, not even I guess, I was going to say I guess, I'm very old school and it's, it's, it's very, it's not easy. Let me say it's difficult. It's not easy for me, um, to, to take, okay, how do I put it now? To take a child talking back, because that's the way I see it. You're back chatting, which is like how I grew up. If your parents uh, say something is gold. That's it. You know, you don't, even if you're in your head, you're having all these conversations. And I find, I, I find myself, um, um, at a conflict, at the not crossroads really, because on one hand, I'm quite happy that my child lives in an environment where they are allowed to have a voice because there's still a lot of Africa that you don't have, children don't have a voice. So I like the fact that she can be curious, she can ask questions I want nurture and I want that. But then is that line. Maybe it's where I am at the time that she's asking the questions. I don't know. But that's there, the line when she says something I'm like, I just told you. They're, and because
1: I language. said so. Their life <laughs> Each situation generally must be taken on its own merit. Um, there are times that children are just being recalcitrant. They're just being stubborn. Mm-hmm. And there are times where the genuine do not understand why you are taking this position because and they will be able, my daughter for example citing her thoughts on our being unfair is will very often say but with this situation and with this person, you didn't do the same thing like you're doing with me, you know, and I appreciate that. I think what is necessary is to be able to draw a line to know when they are being rude and when they just need clarity. Sometimes they come off interwoven, for example, um, my child will, she doesn't like the choice that we're making. And so she begins to raise her voice. As she's trying to explain how she feels our choice is unfair. And at that point, we make it clear that I'm willing to listen to you, but okay. you can't talk like that. Okay. And, and you correct the misbehavior while you accommodate the, the question and the need that they are putting on the table. We must remember that the world has changed. I, I think it's, it's the exposure the information highway so so they're a lot more exposed to things than than a lot sooner than we were exposed yes yes a lot sooner. so we're having conversations with them that our parents need to have with us a lot later in life if they ever did um we're having it with them a lot sooner so that puts them and us in a situation where the rules that were okay for us it's not a one size fits all anymore it really isn't again this is why i really recommend getting the right material because again whatever you think you are going through somebody has been through it when people sit i mean of course because of the fact that one of my duties is that of a pastor i have to cancel people and the number of people that sit in front of me that think their problem is unique that think that no we all logic. think so. Oh, yes. I think it helps us feel... <laughs> it helps us justify our inability to solve it. So it's not because um, I, 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 I like the abilities. because you see this problem. Nobody has been through
0: it. Yeah, before. because it didn't happen to so that person so it's like it's happening that, to
1: me. The, yes. You know? <laughs> it's different. And, and when you try to show them that it's not as unique, then they realize that, oh, there actually is a solution that you have not contemplate an option that you have not considered. Mm. I think in this life, we teach people how to treat us, including our kids. We fail to realize that. We actually, everything we tolerate from anyone instructs them that it is okay. Whatever you tolerate from your husband, tolerate from your friend, tolerate from your boss, tolerate from your pastor, tolerate from your subordinate, tolerate from your child, it's not just you tolerating it; it is you actually saying to them this behavior is okay so we have become part of our own problem when our children in start there was a period where my daughter started slamming doors because she was upset you upset her she goes to the room she slammed the door she did it the first time i ignored it did second time i stopped it i went into the room We both were sitting on the floor crying. I sat on the floor with her and I explained that when you slam the door like this, it's showing to me that you are being disrespectful. We have asked you to do something and instead of doing it, you are being disrespectful. The next time you do this, this and that will be the consequence. (laughs) But when you put a consequence on the table, you must follow through. You have to follow through. You can't be forgiving when you have put a consequence of course the the consequence should match the the crime yeah <laughs> it should match the. i crime. think he's
0: saying that because of me because he knows a lot about my consequences
1: the consequence should match the crime mm-hmm. and so you put a consequence on the table and let the consequence have gradation it really helps it gives you options so it gets worse as it goes along so that that way you have you just have a variety of options to work with you know i see parents who always go for the for the i'll take away this always go for the i will spank you and i'm saying if you always go they they upset you you raise your voice at some point your voice raised will mean nothing it is the psychology of every human mind to accommodate something that is consistent So if this parent keeps shouting at you, keeps shouting at you, after a while, the shout will not mean as much as it did in the beginning. And there lies the challenge, because then you will get louder and you will start asking yourself, what else can I add to this shout? If you're not careful, you become unhinged. You become unhinged. Parents who go straight to the spanking. After a while, you will notice that those two two taps on the bum bum mean absolutely nothing because you have overused it. And then you go into a third, you go into a four. Before you know it, you are the parents that you swore you will never be. That is physically assaulting your child. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we need to see that there are options. There are so many things that we can do, and we, we create it. I mean, I probably spanked my son in his entire lifetime once. Spanked my daughter. In spite of everything I've said, spanked my daughter in her entire lifetime. And right now, my daughter is just about to enter into her teen years. With all that I've said, I've probably spanked her in her entire lifetime twice. And the reason is because you put the spanking as the end of the pendulum. Now, people will say, you are still spanking your child? <laughs> this is illegal. Raise your child how you want to raise yours. Raise your child. <laughs> the Bible says, spare the wrong and spoil the child. Oh, no, my one, word. one of the scriptures <laughs> that I thought was very harsh was how the Bible says <laughs> iniquity lies in the heart of a child, you? but the rod shall drive it far from him. And I
0: think that's I, one thing that our parents held on to I, I, this I, I iniquity, think, think whatever it must be. Memorize that scripture
1: from her childhood <laughs> because that was the default, you know, <laughs> when, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um And because it worked for me, I ran the risk of thinking this was the only strategy. Forgetting that the environment I was raised up in is not the same environment our kids are raised up in. This is why a number of kids today are contemplating suicide and they cite abuse of their parents. Now, when you break it down, particularly for us in Africa, when we break down the supposed abuse, if we're not careful as African parents raised in a home where, where the African culture was prevalent, but we will look at what they are saying and think... Nonsense. What rubbish is that? How is this abuse? <laughs> this is common. But we, they are being raised in a totally different environment. The things, the, the sociological culture where we were raised up, already from childhood explained to us, you don't talk back. You, the entire village that you were raised in everybody yeah yes sorry the, to it, it, was, it was yes <laughs> everybody all of them <laughs> you were groomed in that light <laughs> it is very different from them
0: yeah
1: the, their education their exposure to friends everything tells them different and so for them when we try to impose the same one size fits all it does feel like it, it genuinely feels like abuse to them. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think, though, that a lot of our kids today, and, and this is where parenting becomes extremely important. I feel a lot of our kids today are not as mentally strong mm-hmm. as we are. Look, you could argue with me and maybe you might be able to prove your point mm-hmm. and I will concede. But with what I do for a living and with my work with adults and kids, it seems as though um they're not as mentally strong again i blame a lot of the exposure that they have experienced a lot of the material that is on television a lot of the material that is on social media where they see kids back chatting parents they see kids saying i'm running away from home they see you see a lot of the materials that we're exposed to we have none of that no, 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 no. There were no movies where a child says I'm living home. Go, living home to yeah, where? Yeah.
0: My child actually to, to packed a bag. Yes. You know. And I said, where are you going? Said so she was leaving. She was leaving home actually to go to pastor, to pastor's house. Cause that, you know, that must be the perfect place. And I remember she packed properly. She packed toiletries in one bag, <laughs> a nightwear and everything. But you know, what shocked me afterwards. And I think I told you was when. I was going to be angry, and I remembered uh, when I said, "Well, the, the, anyway," she came back in, and afterwards, and I just said, "So why, 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 where are you going?" And the things I'm not going to repeat and report myself on air. So <laughs> the things she said to me, I was like, "Oh my word! This was the way. This is the way I thought when my parents did the same, did thing, the same thing." But yeah. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, my sister said I also packed. I left said I was going to leave him at the same time. Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's repeating itself. But I understand what you're saying. But I. Um, I understand what you're saying about um the way the kids are and the exposure, but what do we do? How do we do we then go for parenting this modern parenting 101? Because um, for example, I've learned to apologize to my daughter now through listening to to Pastor her. That's say, a big because deal. Because my parents never never not I once. kept waiting <laughs> until um another pastor friend said to me, he's never talking about my dad said, he's never gonna apologize. For as long as you wait for it, you're going to be mm. so disappointed. Mm-mm. And that helped me because it did die without apologizing and not just not apologizing, not knowing he's done anything wrong, you know? And the older I get, I see where like, yeah, that's the way you're supposed to raise your child. That was it. Um, if anybody was going to be a, a accused of child abuse, i will have to say I was abused because I was beaten to an inch of my life, but then I was mischievous, mischievous, mischievous. I wasn't mean just mischievous but talking about children these days now we know that um watching tv you see kids who slam the door you see kids who back chat and their parents don't say anything and then they go to school they find kids who are doing the same thing whose parents don't say anything so it reinforces exactly and then you are home you're trying as as hard as you can to make sure that your child is going to be a responsible member of society when they get older but it's difficult it, do we not take for example my child will say don't spank me uh, no spank me but don't take away my phone don't take away my tablet because that's like
1: life you know and, and at that, <laughs> that gives you power yes that gives you power but
0: you just said and now maximize we, that power yeah but we, you said now we can't use just the one
1: no. consequence so you, you 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 it has to have grades okay that's what i'm saying we we use grades for example so and there are so many different measures you can't go out with your friends you can't have your tablet for for the rest of the day you can only have your tablet for an hour we've used all of it there were times where my son for example um because of academic distraction he could only play his playstation on weekends, oh dear, and yes, and, and some of you will understand that that was crisis moment, <laughs> crisis moment. So the whole week, no PlayStation. At first, my son thought he will die. He did not die. He's still around. He did not die. You know, but but guess what? Because we did that, and he understood, it was because of the report that he had put on the table. That term, he did a lot better he wanted this because he wanted this playstation he wanted a bit more leeway and that's the point I'm making we teach people i will say that again we teach people including our kids how to treat us give you give you a personal example um there was a lady this is an adult example but i'll relate it to a child as well there was a lady whose ex will call her on the phone and cuss her out And because they had to still do stuff together because of the child, she'll take the insults and then wade through it and eventually get to the matter to be discussed and then address it. And my wife was saying, what is she supposed to do? I said, this is what she should do. The next time the guy calls, she picks the call and he begins to call her names, blah, blah. She says immediately to him, "You're, you're using terrible words. I'm going to cut the call now. Offer no explanation and cut the call. The next time he calls, you pick it up again and listen cordially. If it starts again, you're using terrible words. I said, repeat the same action. <laughs> don't deviate over.
0: Don't and get angry. Over.
1: Don't deviate. Don't get <laughs> angry. Because the minute you get angry, then he knows it's working. Mm. Don't get angry. Don't raise your voice. Repeat the same action. In less than one week of doing, cutting the call, And the the guy will call back immediately. Did you just cut the call on me? You're shouting at me again. I'm going to cut the call. Cut the call immediately. (laughs) Realize that the whole disposition of the guy changed. The minute she was unwilling and was consistent in not tolerating the behavior, the behavior stopped. Either of two things will happen. The person will either walk away and not relate with you anymore. Mm -hmm. But if they have to relate with you, the behavior will have to change. And she helped that individual and herself, of course, find a better way to communicate the same thing with our children. I think for for us, though, we allow our emotions to overwhelm us. We allow the pressure that we're already experiencing um, to inform our behavior towards the kids. Take, for example, you are already backing with the electricity bill. <laughs> and then this child of yours leaves all the lights on. Leaves all the lights <laughs> on. Leaves the 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 sitting room with the TV on, and is now busy in the bedroom. Oh, so, but left that on. I know on. that. We decided they were going to make tea for God. That you know, and just <laughs> and and we allow that to now inform how we yes, and we 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 take it out on them. The whole idea of being a parent, it's supposed to mature us. It's a gift from God, not just for us to grow them, but it's like building a house. It will grow you as well. It will build you that whole process. Builds you as well if you're willing to let it build you. I learned from my daughter that I don't have to shout when I don't agree. Even though my I was my default Mm. Has always been raise your voice a bit louder, and with my baritone, ah, it will get it will get to her. But I saw that if I continued like that, my daughter will reach an age where she will have an issue, and I will not be the first person she wants to discuss that with. Particularly if she was part of the problem in the first place, because the thinking will be. Your daddy will will do this and that to me. I've sat my children down, both of them, at different times, to explain. If you're ever in trouble, even if you are the orchestrator of the problem, my duty is to fight for you, is to protect you. So come to me. I will protect you. I will. We will deal with your misbehavior in the house, but I will protect you. I think. It is important for our children to know that. It is important because this in this world they will make mistakes. Yeah. And they will need adult help. Mm-hmm. If we they can't find it in us, they will find it in whoever will give it to them. Of course, as my son has grown older, my relationship with him is changing. I no longer, I no longer can say to him, You can't do this.
0: Okay, Pastor Tim, before you go there, mm-hmm. because that was going to be my last question. You are very close to your father. You've got a good. I am okay, now that,
1: very close. To father. <laughs> okay,
0: see, I'm talking about what yeah, I know. Like, You've got a good relationship with your yes, father. Okay, how is your relate? Let's look at your relationship with your father, then
1: your relationship with your son. My relationship with my father did not start out close. My father worked outside of the city we were in, so we lived in one city, and he was always deployed elsewhere kept on being moved all over the place but my mother did something interesting I, I still look back and I don't understand how she did it she 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 kept the consciousness of my father in the house okay. she made us write letters to him and my father would reply his letters were shorter than ours but my father <laughs> replied every single letter we wow. wrote to him my mother if we if we had any successes my mother was on And I'm failing in saying to us, your father will be so excited when he hears this, Mm -hmm. when he sees this. Of course, there was also the, when we did something wrong. I tell your father. I am going (laughs) to tell your father, just expect that you are in trouble. So for some, I mean, this and many more that I'm not Mm -hmm. even certain of. Mm -hmm. She was able to keep the consciousness of my father in the house. But sadly, there was more information about when we did something wrong, I am going to tell your father. Then there was the other things I've just mentioned. Okay. So whenever my father will come home, uh, I wasn't the only one. Whenever he he will come home, if we're all in the living room, we will exit the living <laughs> room. Because there was always this thought. He was now associated with punishment. With punishment. Of course, that was not my mother's intention, but that was the consequence of of, of that whole scenario but as we grew older i realized that this man had labored and sacrificed for us to have the kind of life that we had every time and and this was me doing an introspection was probably just before i got into varsity was me doing my own personal introspection i had to say to myself every time i've had to talk to my father what has been his disposition what has been his response and i couldn't deny that he has always, he had always been, being gentle. He had always been more, even more understanding than Benguet. my mother. I'm <laughs> more patient than my mother. You know, I, I take nothing away from my mother because my father didn't have to deal with us every day like my mother did. Mm-hmm. So to be fair, my mother faced a lot more of our pressures yeah. than he did. Mm-hmm. But he was a lot more gentle. And it became obvious that it is easier to tell him <laughs> than it is to tell her. Um, and so as I grew older, maybe because I'm also a guy, it just became easier to talk to him about things that I was beginning to face, decisions that I had to make. It helped also that my father has been quite successful um, in his career path, um, made many mistakes as a husband, but kept his family nonetheless and provided it more than enough for his kids so as a father he was there every time my father would come home he was present so every time he would, for the few weeks he would be home we would go out every week he would buy us stuff he, we felt daddy was home okay. you know and so that really, that went a very long way for me The reason why, for example, with 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 my wife, we have only two kids was exactly because of that. Yes, because I had to make the decision with my lifestyle, the kind of work that I do, I felt I will be too busy. If I had too many kids, I will not be able to attend. I might struggle to attend every recital, every (laughs) dance practice, every whatever, every award night. And so... And these kids decided, get awards. Yes, God has yes. been good. Yes, <laughs> every award. <laughs> God has been good to us. And I wanted to make sure that we were free enough to be able to attend every event. And that's why we took it. So we've been very deliberate. Well, we could always do better. But we've tried to be very deliberate from the number of children we've had to the things we believe that they should learn, the kind of schools we believe that they should go, the kind of friends that we've prayed into their lives and
0: <laughs> like the
1: deliberately place them in those schools that we thought will expose them to those kind of friends so that they could some of the the vital information we thought they should have could be reinforced. Okay in them and with them. So we have been, yes, quite intentional to teach them certain values that we have thought they needed to accommodate. We really have.
0: Okay. Now with your son, you need to see them together. You need to see them together. And you know, I love that boy. Mm Hey, oh, that young man can not call him a boy. boy, boy, That young man. (laughs) So this gentle giant, because he's a gentleman, your relationship with him, is is close anyone who sees the two of you can tell your relationship how did you manage to i'm saying i'm i'm purposely focusing on him because it's father's day so father to son how did you do that because i find a lot of um it's, it's the same thing it's that battle like girls and their moms we get to that age where we when fight friction, but yeah. i'm not seeing that as he gets older it's like you guys are closer you know yeah and how 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 did you do that like i just mentioned
1: with my father Mm -hmm. later i began to realize that he was present Mm -hmm. he was gentle and so it wasn't his fault that we had the impression that i had (laughs) the impression of him um so it helped me make the decision that i will be present with my kids That's why i've just mentioned that we decided to just have two kids so that we could be present with them and in every Mm -hmm. stage of their lives one thing that I know that I was very intentional in doing is spending time when he was much younger with him. So he had his own room. I will actually go and sit on his bed and we will talk. Of course, the conversations range from important to absolute nonsense, right? But I would deliberately go to his room and sit there and have a conversation with him it became normal for him to be able to talk to me because that's what he has always known this is so important because a time will come where your voice might not be the loudest anymore in his ears a woman will show up somewhere um, a career that he's so passionate about will show up somewhere um, and your voice might not be as loud so even if your voice is no longer the loudest but over time you have trained him to see that your voice is always available for him he will still default to it and that's what has helped that whole scenario of right from his childhood being present with him and he became used to seeing us has really gone a very very long way so what we are seeing today is was was deliberately engineered in the hope that it will arrive here so now my son is saying he's telling us that he's going to before my son would need permission now he doesn't need permission he's a <laughs> but my son still feels a need to say to us so we're going to a certain party with so so and so he feels a need to share it and i i remember the first few times he had done it my immediate response was, no, don't go. You you won't go until his mother had to say to me, you know, you can't tell him that. He doesn't have to tell you he's going there. You will have no idea whether he's been there or not. not." You know? And I had to calm down and say, yeah, he's an adult now. He's, He's arrived there. You need to transition in your relationship with him. But he's telling us those things. I mean, my son tasted alcohol for the first time. And he shared it with And us. it's not a lie. <laughs> you know? And he shared it with us. He actually called and said, So, I went with this person and that person. And we bought, they bought. And I wanted to know what it tastes like. He didn't you know? like it. So no, it he didn't bitter. like it. I am grateful he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy. But so far, he did like it. <laughs> but he didn't have to tell us. No, he didn't. But because we had built that regular conversations regular conversations it's normal for him to say oh this happened oh that happened what are your thoughts and i think particularly for those of you, those who who have young kids this is your opportunity it's not about giving them all the time nobody needs all your time nobody does it is about being deliberate to, to be consistent in giving them time whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, giving them time, the consistency will accumulate to become something major. It will train them to accept that this is common for us. This is common to us. And that's what we want to do. The brain with consistent exposure assumes that this is normal. And with that assumption, creates expectation for it.
0: Hmm, but certainly we're going to have to have a part two of this because I'm remembering things that I thought um, now why are they doing that I know how you go out with your kids and I know you have times when you go out with just the boy and when you go out with just the girl so you have that time you know so it's not just and I'm I'm hearing all of this now though I know you guys do talk a lot in the house but that you actually make the time because I'm always like, oh, I need some peace and quiet. So I need to start talking to my child now. Oh, dear. Okay. So we're going to have conversations and yeah, I think the next time I'm going to have a long list of stuff that I want. Well, not a long list, but things that have come up from what you just said now that I think, um, it would be parenting 101 for quite a number of people, even those um, who think, they, I mean, their kids are old, but it's not too late to... No, it's, to, it's, it's, it's never, never too late. late. It's never too late to... It's never too late. Yeah. They made us list
1: restore. seven things mm. that we thought our children must be taught. Okay. And we did that from when my son was. taught me. Seven things that we thought every family, seven values we thought every family should teach their child.
0: What if these values are not that
1: family's values? Well, our values are <laughs> <our> scriptural values. <laughs> Okay. So of course I am biased to what the Bible says. I really am. Um so the seven values were coined from, oh, okay. from okay. mm-hmm. and we became deliberate to teach them that. People say things like, My son is quick to say I'm sorry, is quick to say thank you, is quick to say he's quick to he will try and open the door for a lady. None of this happened simply because He's a good boy. What does that mean? There's nobody (laughs) that is good. Good and evil. Except, of course, when it just seems like some people, I don't go there. But good and evil is taught. Particularly when you notice it in the little child. It's taught. It's what they see and it's what they've learned. Mm. It's taught. My son learned a lot of these things because we were deliberate. We started to say, this is what you do. And this is why you do it. We did not hope that they will pick it up along the way we sat to expect. Jason knows that the reason we open doors for ladies you've seen me do it for your sister I do it for your mother and we've explained he's we been married
0: it. almost 20 years he still opened doors for her he it, will carry years. bags he yes. will you know all those things that were like in the olden days it's and not we, just saying we've yes, seen and, it and, and we've,
1: <laughs> I mean I even got my son books to read concerning how to be a gentleman we put in the books, mm. we made sure he read it. How did we make sure there were consequences? Not, not punishments. There were actually rewards for reading the book. I mean, if you was to read a book within a particular time frame, you would get a gain, for example, that he always wanted. You have no idea how much <laughs> that was such an encouragement. With Ooh. my daughter, money is the encouragement. <laughs> You'll finish this number of books within this period of time, you will get an increase in your allowance for my daughter that is (laughs) that is it you may and she will read it like she's hungry and and after they will read the materials we will go over it what did you learn what did it say can we discuss it is it something you are willing to implement if not why and it's amazing how a lot of these has created what we are saying today again everybody's still working In In progress, progress. yeah, and we trust God that a lot of the virtues and values we've instilled, life will not workshop it out of
0: them. Amen. You
1: know. Amen. Um, Again, that's where the prayer comes in, Mm. engaging God in prayer Mm. to ensure that. uh, How does the Bible say that train up a child Mm -hmm. in the way that Mm -hmm. he will will go, go and when he's old,
0: be free,
1: Mm -hmm. and not just poor. The (laughs) Bible says we must train Mm -hmm. the child. We can't assume they will know it. We can't assume that they will also learn it just by watching us. That should help. That is important. But We must also be deliberate to train the child in the way we want it to Mm
0: go. Pastor Tim, I'm not going to tell you what the time is, but I've run over my time. Whatever time I told you, forget it. It's gone. Oh my goodness um Pastor Tim team is very passionate about reading as you can guess Um, going to take um names of books i don't know if he's got them right of um is it now so i'm going to take the names of the books that will help um parents and your children as well the books and he's giving me some that i i have not read one third yeah i'm not looking at him now because i know i've not done what i'm supposed to do but yes um so i will get some names from from there and um it also helps that Mom and dad are on the same page in what they want for for their kids. Thank you so much, Pastor Tim. And I. you just have to come and do Parenting
1: 101. It's been a joy. I look forward forward to to having another
0: session. Thank you so much. It's been Coffee with Jamie. Thank you, everyone, for listening. See you next week. Bye for now.